Welcome to my podcast, D Sharp Thoughts, a podcast about strong women with some sharp thoughts and great inspirational stories. I'm Diana Sharp, your host, an empowerment and resilience coach for women. Today's episode is brought to you by D Sharp Coaching Services. We work with women to help them gain greater clarity around their purpose, redefine their goals, rediscover their voice, and execute in a more strategic way through our personal development and career coaching services. Most women will admit that there's nothing like having a good girlfriend who's more like a sister, someone you can share the most intimate details of your life with, someone you can cry with, someone you can laugh with, celebrate wins with, someone who inspires you with their own story of grace, courage, and strength. Today, I'll be talking to one such inspiring sister, Karen Burke. Karen Burke is an entrepreneur, a self-taught carpenter, woodmaker, creator, a student of life. She's always keen on learning something new and a daughter of the king. Karen was born and raised in the parish of St. Thomas, Jamaica, to Sylvester and Josephine Burke. She has sister Nadine and a twin brother, Kevin. She was raised in a Christian home with strong Christian principles and values, and which were instilled by her parents and both sides of her grandparents. She got saved and baptized at the age of 10 in the New Testament Church of God and has been serving the Lord since. She's now a member of New Life Horizon Church based in Dallas, Texas. Karen earned a bachelor's degree in hotel management from the University of West Indies and a master's in finance and accounting from Lancaster University in England. Both led to careers in hotel management and banking. She's always enjoyed making things with her hands and a craft of one sort or another has always been a hobby of hers. She loves playing the saxophone and has been a sax student for a number of years. Karen is passionate about serving God and walking in his divine purpose for her life. This has led to radical and unconventional shifts in her life, one of which is forming and now operating her own company, JC the Carpenter, where she aims to minister to people through wooden artwork. Her desire when she takes her last breath, not, it's not about the accolades that will be spoken of, but hopefully the positive impact that she has made on the lives of so many and that the Lord will be well pleased. Welcome to my podcast, Karen. Much, Diana. It's a pleasure to join you. It's my absolute pleasure to have you. You have so many unique characteristics and traits about you. Your business name is unique, but I think we'll get there shortly. Um, tell our listeners, who is Karen? How do you describe yourself? Wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. But um, in, in a few points, I first and foremost would consider myself a child of God. I've been saved for over 30 years, and I am increasingly passionate about fulfilling God's purpose for my life. Yeah. I love being in the company of friends and family. I love spending time with people who I care about. And I am absolutely crazy about nature. And I love being at the river, the beach, in caves, anywhere that is considered nature. 
I love being there. I love being on the water, though not in the water. I can't swim to save my life. Um, I love being in new places. Used to love traveling to new places. I don't so much like the trip to get there anymore, but I love being in new places. And I also thoroughly enjoy making things with my hands and listening to different types of music, different genres, but um, um, instrumentals are, are, are particularly enjoyable for me. So in a, nut, in a nutshell, that's Karen. You Karen, you're well-rounded, a banker, a hospitality personnel, um, artwork, wooden artwork, saxophone, nature. You love to be on the water, but not in the water. And you love traveling to new places. Um, recently, I was interviewed by someone on her Talk Truth series, and she has a set of mini questions that she asked. Um, and I love them. So I incorporated a few. And the first huh. one is going to be, what's one place you would really love to travel to? Dubai. Dubai. Nice. I, I would love to go to Dubai. Yes. Awesome. Um, any reason um, why? Yes, because I think it's, it's culturally very opposite to what I'm accustomed to. And I, I'd love to be immersed in that kind of culture and just experience things there. They're, they're very technologically advanced and you know highly developed. So that that's an experience I think I would really thoroughly enjoy. That's amazing. And I think that's gonna happen. That's a can do. That's a can do in, in the near future once things begin to open up some more. What's your favorite color? Uh, shades of blue. Nice. Can you tell? I thought as much with your beautiful top. They can't see you in podcast land, but she's looking beautiful. She's looking radiant and she's wearing the joy and the happiness of the Lord. She's just really looking good today. What's your favorite food? Oh, wow. Can't name one specific food, but I love crab. Um, spare ribs, barbecue spare ribs and jackfruit and guinea. Nice. You're having your fill of it. Um, Absolutely. More than enough. More than enough. That's so good. Um, you have done quite a bit as it relates to careers, but this is the last trivia type question. What's one yeah. career you'd have wanted to explore or if given the opportunity, you'll still explore that career? Um, engineering, engineering. I, I love making things and I think engineering would give me the formal training to be able to do more of, of what I love to do. Uh, I think I thoroughly enjoy that. Nice. I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years I see you speaking <laughs> on something new. Sometimes we just have to speak it, um, and then write it and then it comes to pass. Some interesting facts about Karen. Tell us about some of the things you enjoy doing. What are your passions, your likes, the people and things that bring you joy? I love being in the company of good friends. Um, I, I trade pretty much anything to be able to spend time with people who I care about. Um, that, that's a premium for me. I, I love making things. And it could be, I mean, anything. I'm knowing it would work, but I used to have a candle making business. I enjoyed that when that lasted. I just, I, I love, when I was younger, I loved sewing, um, embroidery. 
and I love playing the saxophone. Not not a very diligent student right now, but I, I thoroughly enjoy that instrument. So um, off the cuff, those are a few things I can think of. It's very nice. You're very handy, very creative, and you love to do things with your hand. If you had to bring all of those together, all of your talents and your gifts and the ministry, what would then what would you say then is your purpose and how did you discover it? Ultimately, my purpose is to fulfill God's purpose for my life. And while I may not necessarily be able to fully eloquently articulate what that is at this point in time, I believe I'm on the path to getting there. Um, discovery of purpose for me has been an, an experience. It's a series, a sequence of events, and it started from much younger, um, dabbling in different things. My, my education on my earlier career in hotel management, and I think all of that has directed me to where I am now. All those experiences have led me down this current path. And the process of discovering purpose for me really is linked to being in touch with my God and having a relationship with him where I can get some indication, you know, is this the way, is that the way? And having that one-on-one -on -one relationship with him, I think is what anchors me where I am now and has given me the confidence that I'm on the right path because I really firmly, strongly believe, passionately believe that I'm walking in divine purpose. Oh, that's amazing. When you find your purpose in God and when it comes from God and it's anchored by the things of God, then you know truly you're walking in his divine will. And that's amazing. So your purpose is not about you. It's not about serving you. It's about serving others and doing God's will. And that's simply, simply amazing. You mentioned education and you mentioned some of the things you have done before. But you grew up in a family where education was a big thing. It's a big part of who you are. Tell our listeners, what was it like growing up in a family that encouraged academic excellence and where even seeking a corporate job was seen as a means of upward mobility? These were lessons your family would have taught, um, taught you. What was that like, that Jamaican experience, that rural experience? It, it, was, it was normal. I, I never knew anything different because that was how our parents raised us. That was what was important to them. Um, that was a focus. They invested a lot in our education, myself and my siblings. And so for me, that was the norm. Um, pursuit of academic excellence came, it's, it's like you're, you're growing up, you, you go from one to two to three and you get older. It's the same for academic pursuits for, for my family. You know, it's just natural that you go from one to the next to the next. And, and so it never really required much um, contemplation. You, you just went to the next thing. Karen, um, can I interrupt you there? You sound like a bright girl. That's how I, bright people do. <laughs> it just sounds so natural to you. Like, you know what? I woke up and I just studied. It was a thing to do. And I just worked really hard because this is just the natural part of me. So you didn't have any challenges. This was a philosophy that you just embraced. You knew education was key and um, you know you could do well and you just went after it? I, I don't know about the bright path. I'm a hard worker. I'll take that. But um, yes, it was It was just a natural path. Yes, it, it, it really was. And and so it was just it, just what we did. 
Yes. <laughs> nice. Um, awesome. You have had a good, rich career in banking and also the hotel industry. What are some of the lessons and skills you learned in the corporate world that has equipped you to manage your own business? Wow. Um, the main lesson, I think, for me, a few actually, um, people management. Um, that's absolutely important. Um, conflict resolution is important, is an important lesson that I learned. I also had the opportunity to work with a number of different persons at different levels. And so the ability to work in groups with persons from different backgrounds, different educational levels, um, different cultural experiences, that was also very important. Um, taught me, my, that experience taught me to be analytical. Uh, and a critical thinker. And critical thinking is absolutely important as an entrepreneur and dispassionate decision-making because sometimes you can get so close to what it is you're doing and you become so emotionally attached that you can't make decisions dispassionately. And that experience in the corporate world helped me to develop that skill to be a dispassionate um, decision-maker. So it's, it, it's I, I, I believe I have the ability to make decisions because it's the sensible thing to do and not because I'm emotionally attached to one thing or another. Um, leadership and team building are also some important skills I learned uh, along my corporate road. Wow, that's powerful, powerful kind. And I know even as, because there was a period where you also consulted. So I know this is inside of it. I know you have done it, but just when just listening to you, it's just so, there's so much that we could glean from your answer, especially the critical thinking part. That was what PEP was designed to do. Um, mm -hmm. I currently work in a college, and that's one of the biggest things that we try to get students to do. Think critically and mm -hmm. to make decisions that are informed and objective. Um, and just to hear you speak, I just have such high regard for what you say in terms of the way entrepreneurs can be a success. Later on, that was one of my questions that I was going to ask, you know, what is, what's an advice you could give? But I think that's salient advice you're giving right now. Um, some of the lessons was the resilience. It taught you how to be analytical, how to be dispassionate, um, to have emotional awareness and intelligence, um, and just how to lead people and manage teams well. So thank you so much for sharing that. I really value that. Um, you're welcome. Knowing what you know now, would you have taken a different path in your educational and career journey? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because each experience has formed an anchor for me. And, and I see it like um, concrete steps. Yeah. So each step is the foundation for the next. And without the one before, I would not be where I am today. And so it's the, the cocktail of experiences that I've had, I think has formed the foundation for the, the ground I stand on today. And so I don't discount any of those experiences. I would not have done it differently. And I'm, I'm grateful to God for the opportunity to walk the path I've walked thus far. Sounding like a true builder and a true engineer. You know the value of a strong foundation. You know the value of, you know, firm structure and just laying down one block up and up another block. 
And then another, and even a scripture comes to mind when Romans 8, 28 says it, all things work together for your good. So all of them have come together to really create somebody who is not just creative, not just gifted, but somebody who is so sharp and so analytical and precise that you can run up your own business and weather difficult storms um, because you have the skills to lead. What does faith and courage and resilience look like for you? How do, how do you define those? Um, when I think of faith, I think of Hebrews, the, 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 the verse in Hebrews 11, that is commonly quoted, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And to persons listening, it may seem like a cliche, but and it's a frequently quoted scripture, but faith for me means believing even when the evidence is the polar opposite of what I am seeing now. Um, the... the it means choosing whether I'm going to believe God or call him a liar. It's as simple as that. So if the Lord in his word or whether it's by a prophetic word or, or whatever means has said something about me and the direction my life ought to take or will be taking. And because where I am now does not evidence that thing, I'm going to say, well, no, I, I, I'm not going to extend faith and believe it can happen. It, it, essentially means I'm calling God a liar. And so faith is deciding, am I going to believe what God says or am I going to call God a liar? Wow. And wow. courage wow. comes in. Yeah. <laughs> courage comes in, Diana, when you choose to step out on that faith. Yes. Because it's one thing to say you have faith, but if you don't step out and have the courage to do what you need to do, even when in stepping, you don't know where your foot is going to land. But faith is saying, take that step. Because if you serve God, then he is going to ensure that the, the ground is there for you to step on. It may not be as broad as you want. It may not be as stable as we want it to be. It may not be as low as I want it to be. It may not be as high as I want it to be. But one thing we're assured is that if we make that step in courage, the ground will be there to, to, to step onto. And resilience, therefore, comes in also when we decide, when we make that step, even if our footing is, is wobbly, we're going to stand. We're going to be resilient. We're going to, no matter what the circumstances may look like, I am choosing to continue down this path because I'm trusting that God is going to come through for me. So faith, courage, and res resilience are all hiding in, in one really for me. Wow. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, Karen, we've all had some tough days and some tough moments where our feet wobbled and our faith wavered. Um, what are some of the toughest moments you have had to go through personally or professionally in your business um, where you demonstrated the values we just talked about? Um, the first one I can think of was when I started this business, um, JC the Carpenter, not being sure of what to do, how to do, when to do. And it was difficult because it was a huge leap of faith going from what I considered and what the average person would consider a stable, certain um, income, source of income. You know, I, I had a corporate job um, I left that corporate job. I was consulting for a while. That was short income. 
And here I am taking a leap of faith to start this business where the fact is, if I don't sell, I don't earn. Yes. Not knowing what is going to happen tomorrow or the next or the next. That for me was a really very challenging period in, in, in my entrepreneurial life. Um, another example I can think of was when I was at the first bank I was employed to. And I remember driving home one day and the, the Lord said to me, okay, it's time to leave. And I was like, like um, what? You know, I, I just, it just blew my mind because I was not in that frame of mind at all. And I questioned it, I doubted, and I, you know, I contemplated it for a while. And I remember several days after, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, is this really what you want me to do? But, and I had all the excuses and the Lord said to me, I remember clearly as if it was yesterday, you either believe me or you don't. And so that again was me choosing to make a decision. Am I going to step out and do what it is the Lord is leading me to do? So it was, it was, it was tough. It was tough because you're talking about going from certainty to uncertainty. So those are our two examples that I can think of immediately. Going through, going from a place where everything is safe, your income is safe, your job is reasonably safe. Um, you have some security in terms of your well-being. But then that takes, us, that, that takes us to your story, which is interesting. And even to the name of your business, because once God says launch out, then he'll be there. He'll provide and he's the source. I think this is a good place for us to talk more about your business. Um, first, tell us about the inspiration behind the name, JC the Carpenter, and how you got started. Tell us about your journey from that day when you decided uh, moving away from corporate. Um, and the thing is, you had done it before, but this time it was no different again. And you felt that tug on your heart and you knew it was God talking to you. Tell us all of those things. How did you know how were you so sure that this was the call of God and you had to, to give you the confidence to move out? Well, that, that's, that's a beautiful thing about my experience. There was no absolute certainty. There was no 100%. Yes, I know this is God and I'm absolutely sure and I'm moving out in and it was a leap of faith. I had a sense in that this is what the Lord was telling me to do. And so I stepped away from consulting and I formally registered the business. And even in that process, I was uncertain, but I still had a strong sense in this was the Lord. So much so that the first name I came up with for the business, when I went to get the name registered, it wasn't available. There was already a company registered by that name. And I left the company's office and I went in the parking lot and I called a friend of mine and I cried, I bawled, I cried. I said, but I don't understand. If it is God that is telling me to do this, how the name not available? How, how is it he's telling me to start this company and the name is not available? I don't, and I cried and I cried and she listened and she, she shared her, her words of encouragement. And I'm eternally grateful for that because that stabilized me. And I went home prayed about it and it was about probably between maybe two three o'clock um, the next morning I was in bed and I woke up and I clearly heard the name JC the carpenter and I wrote it down I said JC the carpenter okay JC the carpenter and I knew that was to be the name of the business and what it means is really Jesus Christ the carpenter that's what it stands for Jesus Christ the carpenter 
And I went back to the company's office. And usually when you go to register a business, they ask you to have a, a backup in the event that that name is not available. And I did not have a backup on the form. The, originally I had a backup and the backup was also not available, but this time I did not have a backup name. And I went in and they said to me, um, you did not complete the, the alternative in the event this is not available. And I said, no, I don't need an alternative, this is it. And I was so sure that JC the carpenter was it. And the rest is history, as they say, it was formally registered. And so it was small steps of faith, Diana. It was, it, that really has been my journey. And each step, what happened at each step reinforced my faith and my confidence that yes, this, is, this, this move is in fact a move of God. And that really grounded me to keep going. Wow. Wow. Not, not a lot of people have that boldness. Sometimes they get even the vision and, you know, because a lot of persons are scared to step out. Um, so I commend you just one on your obedience and two, just having that confidence, even to make those small steps in faith. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us more about the products you create. Tell us more about your wooden artwork. I've seen some beautiful pieces on your website. So tell my listeners more about the products that you create. Um, I'm excited to speak about that, Diana. Thank you for the opportunity. We have uh, at JC the Carpenter a range of wooden products. And the categories include wall clocks. And the wall clocks that I do are life edge. Some of them are life edge, which means that the shape of it is a natural contour of the wood as it is cut. It's not, there's no straight edge necessarily. Um, I do pendulum clocks, the traditional uh, swinging pendulum. I do those. I do regular shaped clocks and special occasion clocks. So for example, I've done clocks for a person's 20th anniversary, 50th anniversary, and that is in the the, the wood is cut in the shape of the numbers. So you literally see five zero, six zero for 60, 60th and so on. And one of the things that I am particularly proud of is our ability to customize the pieces. So for example, for the clocks, if it's a special occasion clock, then you can have your name engraved on it. If it's a company, the, the company logo can be engraved on it. I also do domino sets. And the cover of the, and the set is made from wood um, naturally, and the cover can also be personalized. I do Luda boards, and the Luda boards I do are of the like that perhaps persons have never seen before. I'm particularly proud of, of the Luda boards that I do um, because they're, they're, the Luda boards are done from, actually, all my products are done from all natural wood, but the Luda boards in particular use six different types of wood. So where you'd have each home represented by a color in, in the usual design of the Luda board. Each home for me is represented by a different type of wood of a different color, all in its natural state. I do Christian wall art. So there, for example, the scriptures, um, Psalm 91, there are verses from Psalm 91 that I do. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you'll find refuge. She's clothing, strength and dignity is another one that I do. And those are done in small or large pieces, depending on the, the demand. There's another product that I do, beverage dispensers, which is a wooden dispenser. It's a wooden um, 
how do I describe it without a person seeing it? It's a wooden um, piece of artwork with a tap. Just imagine a wooden thing with a tap on it that you in invert the bottle in the top of it and then the beverage is dispensed through the tap, just like a regular pipe, but these are solid brass, absolutely beautiful. Those are really very unique and a, a high demand item. And I also do wooden cover notebooks, executive notebooks. And again, those can be personalized. And we really at JC the Carpenter specialize in customized pieces. I'm particularly proud of the ability to customize the pieces that we do. So in a nutshell, that's it. That's it. A wide selection, a beautiful selection of customized, unique, well-curated products designed with the client in mind and their needs and the purpose and what they're celebrating. So I love that. I've seen some of the pieces myself and I think they're absolutely beautiful. They're finished well um, and it just looks so good. Um, out of this question, because sometimes it's happened to artists, what is one piece that you created that you really love and you couldn't bring yourself to part with it or you wish you didn't have to part with it? I can immediately think of one piece that I could not part with. It's actually still hanging on my veranda. It's a plant hanger and it, it's uniquely shaped. It's shaped in the form of a teardrop. And the wood, I actually used the steam to bend the wood in that shape. And I just could not part with it. I absolutely love it to this day. I've made others like it. I've sold others like it, but that one in particular, I still have that piece. Wow. Um, where can we find your products? How do we find you? I am available and my products can be viewed on Instagram. The handle is jc.thecarpenter. And they're also on my Facebook page, which is JC the Carpenter. And persons may call or email, or email is info at jcthecarpenter.com. And the number is 876-856-8445. And very shortly, I will be looking to list on Amazon. So I'm excited about that. I'm actually already registered and it's just a matter of deciding which products to start listing. That's amazing. And that was going to be my next question. If you do export, do you export? If persons call you, do you ship overseas to them? Um, do you currently do that or do you have plans? I know you're going on Amazon, but um, was that something that you always had in mind to ship or do you currently ship overseas? Absolutely. It's actually a, a, a significant part of, of my business. I do ship, I have shipped to several countries. North America, South America, and Europe. And so it's something that I currently do even outside of not being on, on, on Amazon right now. Awesome, beautiful. Um, who or what is the inspiration behind your creativity? How do you get those um, inspiring thoughts behind, behind the clocks and behind the different things that you design? Where does your creativity come from? Three letters. God, it's, it's, it's really that simple because I have no formal training in artistry. I'm not an artist by training. And there are times when I will see something in nature and I say, oh, you know, I can do that with it. And I just get the ideas like that there. I remember in particular, there was one time I was working on a piece and I did not know how to, 
how to cut it to get the, the, the piece I wanted, the end product I wanted. And I was literally standing over my table saw and I had the wood in my hand. I said, Lord, how do I turn this? I don't know how to turn this. And the Holy Spirit just told me, and I said, oh my goodness, it actually came out. And so it really is God, the, the Holy Spirit. I depend on the Holy Spirit to really instruct me in what to do. I will see things and I'm inspired by them. And I will speak with persons and I get ideas from persons, but primarily my inspiration really comes from God. Awesome, awesome, awesome place to be. Um, do you have any mentors in the industry, um, any support, anyone you can turn to um, for help or if for coaching or any kind of support, whether it be business coaching, um, anything you might just need? Do you have that support available to you? I have support in the form of really very good friends who have stood with me from the start of this business until now. In the absence of those persons, I don't know if I would have come this far because those are the persons when things really get rocky and the knees get wobbly and, and the muscles get tired and sore are the ones who carry me. And I am eternally grateful to those friends. Um, there is also one I consider a master woodworker who I met at a show. And he has been very willing to offer support. If it is, I don't know how to do something, he will guide me. He will make suggestions on how to improve my processes and how to you know, manufacture certain pieces and so on. So I, I do definitely have that support. And my parents, how can I forget my parents? My parents have been extremely supportive. Awesome, I'm happy to know that you have support. Sometimes we go in a field, we don't have all the skill sets that we need to be a success. And it's critical that we have support and we have community, people who can hold up our hands when our hands get tired, people who can pray us up when we're feeling weak, people who can encourage you and say, Karen, there's greatness in you. I've always seen you work. You bear a standard of excellence. I know this is challenging right now, but you're going to get through it. And one of the things I respect about you, Karen, is just how much you also give back to other people too. And I think you're uniquely positioned to learn from others, but also to teach other people about business and about managing risk and credit. Um, and then that leads me now to just ask, what's the most important principle or principles that guide your business operation? How do you run your business? Um, I would name two things. Integrity yes. is absolutely important, particularly as a Christian business. And I'm not afraid or ashamed to say to anybody that this is a Christian business. That's the foundation of this business. So integrity is very important and also service excellence. Yes. I, I demand excellent service when I go somewhere and I am really happy to offer excellent service to my customers and communication is part of that service. It's, it's really important for me to keep in touch with my clients and update them as to what's happening and so on. Uh, so those are the two things that I can immediately think of that I really anchor this business on. Awesome, thank you. Two, two critical principle, principles, integrity and service excellence. We need that throughout our entire life, whether we're running a business or not. What encouragement would you give to persons who are contemplating starting their own business? What are some of the values that these individuals should possess or seek to develop? The first would be integrity. Um, you, you, can't, you can't divorce yourself from that value. 
it's it's absolutely important. And also, it's also very, very important for persons to be honest. Honesty and in integrity go hand in hand. And in today's world, it's such a fast-paced business. It's a, it's a every man for himself kind of culture. But it's so important to be honest in your business operations. Never compromise where that is concerned. That, that is going to, in my view, make or break your business. You may appear to be succeeding for a while, but eventually, if you compromise on, the, on those two things, it is going to catch up with you. So that those are really absolutely important. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, 2020 was a different year. We used to use adjectives such as rough, challenging, difficult. Some persons lost loved ones. Some persons were affected by illness. Some persons were affected by job loss. Um, and then some persons found peace in the storm. Um, what was 2020 like for you? And what's one lesson that you have taken away from that experience? 2020 for me, Diana, was a year of shifting focus. Interestingly, 2020 started with a missions trip. Yes. And I was part of a team that went on a missions trip to Kenya in January 2020, just when we started hearing about COVID and you know, the, the world had not yet shut down at that point, but it was present. And what that trip did for me as having, co having come back home now to COVID, you know, the outbreak and so on, is make me realize the importance of serving other people and taking the focus primarily of myself. There's more to life than just caring. There's more to life than just a business. And so what happened for me in 2020 is that I started to develop a passion for missions. Um, increasingly so even in 2021, after a series of, of um, sessions that we've gone through at my church, the entire month of June was dedicated to missions and we were taught in, in particular areas of missions. But 2020, what was that? It really made me recognize that I need to spend some time serving others and not just focusing on myself. Business-wise, it was a pretty much a year of pause. It was absolutely was very difficult because it's not a matter that I had a backup. I didn't have a fallback. And so it was very difficult to operate in a year when persons were holding back, not being certain of what was going to happen economically. But it also made me shift focus from me to, to others, serving others. Wow. Um, it's just so it's so it's so interesting how our lives take shape in difficult moments. Your business took a pause, but the ministry of God took flight. Um, and you, you got a chance to serve others. And I like that. When you while you were talking, my mind went to, but I know Karen could do this and Karen could do that. But what is important is that Karen is concerned about doing the will of God. So you're not about yeah. Karen's business and you're not about setting up another consultancy or chasing something else. You're about God's business. And I like that because I know for a fact you could have thought of other things to do too, but God kept you busy doing his work. And he started it at the beginning of the year by setting everything in focus. So when things began to happen, you kept your focus on him and serving others. And Karen, 
Um, I know that's not a testament to anything that we have done or any good that's in us, but just truly a testament of God's goodness and grace at work in you and um, to give you a passion and a heart for people. And that's truly, truly, truly commendable. Um, Thank you. Thank you. But I, I want to clarify something, though. I appreciate you saying that, but not for a minute. I don't want anybody to think for a minute that it was easy. Yes. Because there were those days when I, I, I contemplated you know, okay, maybe, maybe maybe I should do one or two consulting jobs. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Because the, the fact is, the reality was that life was hard. Yes. The, the important thing was that my desire was more to walk in obedience to God than for Karen's pleasures and gratification. And no. so it was sacrificial, yeah. absolutely sacrificial. So yes. without you even saying that I could sense that, because immediately my mind went to if woodwork slow down, then this 10-year, 15-year banker, credit risk manager, professional, I know you could step into other spaces because you have done it before. So I know then it wasn't so much about you and what Karen wanted, but really just staying in alignment with God's purpose for your life. So I know that might have been challenging financially, personally, mentally, as you weigh the options of what it is that God wants me to do. And where should I be directing my focus now? And which is why I say it's commendable and it's got at work in you and through you. Um, as we wrap up, I only have a few more questions. It's been such a good conversation and it's moving so quickly. At a time when many are struggling mentally, emotionally, financially, and spiritually, you have gone through a lot. You have been on pause with your own business. You have seen your own finances go on pause or even decrease. But through it all, you maintained hope and you kept your faith going. Um, how can you, how can others build faith, strength, courage, and resilience? First and foremost, build your relationship with God. That, that is where it starts. And in the absence of a relationship with God, we can pursue things, but we're pursuing things outside of his will. And so the most important thing is to seek God's direction first. Things are going to happen. You may determine that he wants you to go down path A. Path A is not going to be paved with gold and roses. It's going to be difficult. But when we know that we're going down the path that God has chosen for us, he will put the things that we need in place to take us down that path. He's gonna, there are gonna be hills to climb, but the hills are there to build the muscles in your legs. He positioned those hills so that your legs can get stronger. They're gonna be rivers to cross, but he's gonna put those rivers in your way so that you can learn to swim. So don't, I don't want anybody listening to mistake my saying that seeking the will of God is going to mean that it's going to be a bed of roses. It's not, but that is the first and foremost, the most important thing. The next thing that persons need to do, as I mentioned, the, the two major values before, but I just sneak in here also, it's important to know who you're listening to. We need to mute some of the voices around us because some of the opinions as we go down life's journey, we don't need to hear because there are a lot of naysayers. There are persons who may not necessarily think you should or you, 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 you can. And so we need to mute some of those voices and 
focus on what it is the Lord is telling us to do. And importantly, we also need to surround ourselves with good support. Yes. That is absolutely important. So those are those are three things that I would seek to tell persons who are listening, you know, to, to, to pursue. Um, integrity, honesty, as I mentioned before, are, are important. Thank you so much for sharing that. Really powerful. Um, Karen, you manage a business that can be physically demanding on you um, to mold and to model and to create um, these beautiful pieces. You also serve and minister in church and in other areas. Um, and you also have nieces and nephews who you spend time with and bond with, some in your teens and some younger ones, right? That keep you going and keep you young um, and keep you laughing and smiling. And you have your parents who you interact with. So you live a fulsome life. You live a good life. But all of this, all the priorities that you have managing and the commitments, they can lead to some fatigue and burnout. So how are you refilling your own tank? How are you taking care of yourself? What are you doing for Karen? Admittedly, not enough. I, I, I think sometimes I am too focused on what needs to be done without, you know, pampering Karen a little bit. But um, one of the things that I seek to do is to spend time with those I love. My nieces and nephews give me absolute joy. What I love to do is spend time with them and that for me is a form of relaxation. Just spending time with, with, with my family and also spending time with my friends. I have more recently made a decision to have one down day for the week. And prior to that, it was literally working seven days a week. And the Sundays after church, I'm working on a project or something of the sort. So it was literally seven days a week, but I am being deliberate now about having one down day. And that for me is important. I don't necessarily go anywhere, don't necessarily do anything, but just rest. Just, just being at home and resting is important to take care of Karen. Awesome, yes. critical, critical to rest and get ready again for the week ahead and the demands that are ahead of you. But it's critical to intentionally set time aside just for you. Um, if persons are interested in ordering your products and your custom-made pieces, remind us, how do we contact you again? I, I want people to go out and grab your items because they are absolutely beautiful. The person who connected us is from Florida and she says, let me tell you something. I love her pieces. She does amazing work. I've known Karen for a long time. Um, and I want your products to touch as many places in the world as it can be. Um, and for us to have these unique pieces that mean so much and that was created with love and with inspiration from God. Um, how can we get these pieces into our homes? Thanks again for the opportunity um, to share the information. To see the pieces, I invite persons to go to Instagram, jc.thecarpenter, or Facebook, jc.thecarpenter. They may call or WhatsApp, 876 856 445 or email us at info at We'll be happy to serve you. Amazing. So companies, get your customized executive books, um, get your clocks for your 20th anniversary, 25th, 
first anniversary small businesses, it's great when we support each other. Go out and support JC the Carpenter. Not just a business about self, but a business built on God principles, honesty, integrity, and a business about serving others. And I just absolutely, absolutely love that. Thank you. And I'll just uh, throw in, in here as well. I just yesterday launched my corporate gifts catalog. So I invite persons to email or WhatsApp me at the information provided earlier, and I'd be happy to send that out to you, a corporate gifts catalog. So you can get your customized gifts for your, your top tier clients. Amazing. Take the hassle out of your Christmas gifts. Take the hassle out of your customer, um, those customer days when we create our customer appreciation days and we want to put our bags together. Reach out to JC the Carpenter for your customized um, celebration pieces. As we close this episode, what words of hope do you want to leave with our listeners today? Walk in faith. That is what I'd like to say to persons listening today. Walk in faith. Don't, don't, don't give up hope. Things may be difficult. It may not be going the way that you intend or desire for it to go. If you do not know God, I invite you to invite him to be your Lord and Savior. And he will strengthen you. If you do know him, lean a little deeper into him. Get a little closer to him. Spend some more time with him. Love upon him and let him love upon you. And he will give you the strength that you need to continue on this journey that we call life. Amen. Beautiful, encouraging words from Karen Burke, entrepreneur, self-taught carpenter, servant, daughter of the king, auntie to her beautiful nieces and nephew, daughter to her mom and dad, sister to her sister and her twin brother. It has been my absolute pleasure talking with Karen Burke today. Um, Karen, thank you so much for stopping by my podcast. Thank you so much, Diana. I so appreciate the invitation and it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. We need more entrepreneurs like you. We need people who are bursting onto the creative space and doing what's on their heart and what God has inspired them and equipped them to do and doing it well and doing it with excellence. Go out and support JC the Carpenter. Um, look, at, look her up on Instagram, on Facebook, send her an email, call her, view her products, view her catalogs. Um, definitely support this amazing small business owner who has given much to the hospitality industry, much to the banks. Now she's building a business that's built on Christ. Um, and I think that's just an amazing place to be. Thanks for listening to D Sharp Thoughts podcast. This episode was sponsored by D Sharp Coaching Services. If you know someone who is between the ages of 18 to 45 and who would benefit from my academic advising and career coaching services, please send me an email at dssharp2013 at gmail.com or send me a message on my website, dsharpthoughts.com. Do show us some love by sharing our podcast if you know someone who'd enjoy a dose of sisterly inspiration. Stay tuned for next week's episode when we talk to another sister who's just like you. Until next time, be kind to yourself and others. Thank you.